Okay, let's do this one in a normal amount of time. Good luck with that one. Girl, my eyes and girl, my mind. It never stops after it's dark. Cause you're a girl, girl, a girl tonight. The girl tonight. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Girl tonight. What time is it? It's girl, girl time. time. Woo! Hi, I am Maggie. I'm Haley. <laughs> I'm Ashton. Welcome to From Rushers with Love. It is our Big Time Rush podcast. We have already watched Big Time Demos, and we're here to tell you about it in extreme detail. You can watch it if you want, but you don't have to. You can just trust <laughs> we us. We watch it so you don't have to. We have great opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, do you have any facts for us? This episode was directed by Henry Chan, who edited some Cosby Show episodes, which is on his IMDb. He's directed episodes of, like, adult shows. Not, like, adult shows, but, like, grown-up shows that aren't Big Time Rush. And he's done this episode. <laughs> and it was written by Scott Fellows. Of Thanks, course. Scott. So we open once again at the Palmwoods pool, I think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how a lot of episodes have... Are they lounging on the lounge chairs again? That's just what they do when they have free time. That was the last episode. Everybody loves the Palmwoods pool. It's a great pool. It's the best pool. <laughs> They're just in the same four chairs for like 60% of the episodes. That's just where it starts. <laughs> so Kendall, just to give us kind of a timeline, which I'm very grateful for, <laughs> he says, I can't believe we've been here for three months. And then Carlos says, three glorious fun-filled months. And James says, three glorious fun-filled sun-filled months. And then they say, let's all look up and think about them now. So <laughs> we get a fun montage just right off the bat. The first one is the tricycle race. And they all have little cute baskets on the front of their tricycles. And they're <laughs> racing around the pool, it seems like. There's a lot of people watching and cheering them on. They fall over, right? Logan falls over on his own. <laughs> And then Carlos shoves James into the pool, and Kendall's just kind of in the back trying to catch up. So they all have red tricycles, but Logan's wearing red a red t-shirt, and he's number five. James is wearing a blue shirt, and he's number 12. Carlos is in orange and is number 14. And then Kendall, I didn't write down what color he's wearing, but he's number 13. So in case that comes up or is important in any way, <laughs> Was it we green? know this. It's probably green. I feel like these numbers have to add up to something. Anyway. The second part of the montage is Logan is the one in the bathtub, right? Nope, 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 Carlos. Carlos is the one in the bathtub, and the rest of them have maintenance uniforms on, or construction uniforms, and they're, like, wheeling it out. No, 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 no. They're all in pajamas. They're in the same pajamas that they wore in Big Time Mansion. Oh, pajamas. I completely misunderstood that scene. (laughs) Like, I have to trust my notes because I spent a lot of time <laughs> looking at this. Oh, absolutely. No, so they were in their pajamas and orange construction hats. Okay, so that's, that's where what the confusion was. Carlos is wearing a shower cap and is covered in bubbles. And he's scrubbing at his head as if he's, like, washing his hair, but he's wearing the shower cap. So he's a little confused. <laughs> but his other hand has a rubber ducky, and he gently blows the bubbles off of it. <laughs> Yeah, but the other boys, they're just wheeling him frantically through the Palmwoods lobby, and other people are standing around in shock and confusion. And then as they run through, James kind of leans on the rim of the tub to click his heels as they run by. <laughs> I love heel click so much. And then, and then they, fought, they fought a bear. <laughs> It's someone in a really bad bear costume has yes. cornered them in one of those cabanas <laughs> and is brandishing a hockey stick at them. <laughs> there are so many bear costumes in this freaking show. Um, and then there's the reveal. They cut back to them in the present time and they're like, and that was just today. <laughs> oh, it's not a good Can we kind of just meditate on... <laughs> So they all said, let's just look up and think about them now. (laughs) So they all did this on their own. Are we following one of their specific thoughts? Is one of them thinking about something else? Wait, 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 wait. What if Carlos was thinking about something else that had happened that day? 
Because we usually <laughs> follow Kendall's brain, right? So he's thinking about all the wild mm-hmm. stuff they've done since they've been there. I don't know. I just, how do we know that they're all... I think that a lot of times in, like, TV and stuff when they do, like, the little montage, and obviously a lot of times they make it a fourth wall thing, but right. I think it's implied that they were telling the story, but showing what happened is more interesting. But Kendall says, let's all look up and think about them now. No, I thought it was Logan. So he just destroys that possibility. Oh, okay. One of them, someone definitely says that. So Kelly stops by to drop off their tickets. (laughs) And they all get excited because they're tickets. And Logan's like, oh, hockey tickets? And then James guesses concert (laughs) tickets. And then Kelly says, plane tickets. And then they all look excited. They're like, oh, where are we going? And then she's like, you guys do enough. Your demos don't get picked by the record company tomorrow. You're going back to Minnesota. And then they all scream, what? Uh, 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 uh. Nanny who now? <laughs> so, like, did no one go over this with them? <laughs> but I'm sure that Kelly told them this in great detail and they just <laughs> yeah. completely spaced out on it. Remember the pamphlets? Yeah, absolutely. You're, mm-hmm. you're correct. So after the intro, we see Gustavo. He's working with the recording booth guy who we never get a name for him, but he's like the recording booth guy and he seems really chill. He has really long dreads that are always up in his hat. Yeah. So they're working on like the famous recording. So we hear the end of it, probably we're assuming for the demo that I guess they're just finishing the day before it's supposed to be picked, whatever. You know. (laughs) So we seem to hear the end of the song. So we hear, wanna be famous. And then the guitar like, no, no ending. But that's not how the song ends. It ends with, you want to be the one who's living the life. Okay, actually, in their timeline, that's how it ends. Because we hear the windmills do it. We hear Big Time Rush do it multiple times. It ends with, you want to be the one who's taking the free ride, I think. And then the guitar does the na-na ending. So is this just like a really shitty demo version? That yeah, it's a made? demo. And then they're going to edit it no. later and be like, oh. No, they're yeah, editing no, it right now. Okay, this anyway. This needs a Logan rap. Yeah, for us. <laughs> <laughs> it does the Logan rap. So anyway, this is some this third other version of Famous that's terrible that we don't want. <laughs> but they seem really proud of it. The boys all run in. They're like yelling excitedly. I don't know if they're excited. They're upset. Gustavo's response to the boys running in, he throws his arms up in the air and then wheels his chair to the furthest corner of the room, but like <laughs> in a very stoic way. He's also wearing a beret and a necklace that looks like a silver traffic light. <laughs> He has horrible fashion. I love that. Also, I missed Kelly in the last episode so much. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm glad she didn't have to deal with any of that. (laughs) That's true. Yes. When she wants to avoid them, she knows how to. That's very true. I'm proud of her. She can just leave. Gonna give the demo to Griffin to see who at the, you you know, what the plot is. Well, Carlos says, right, what are demos again? And James looks at him like he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. (laughs) And Gustavo explains, if they don't pick it, I take over my father's scooter business and you go back to Minnesota and be nobodies again. So I guess he figured out what Minnesota was. But they don't want to go back to Minnesota. Well, James does his mini shriek here, his mini scream. (laughs) And this one comes with a really jarring, loud drum impact sound effect. It's like scary, actually. (laughs) Kendall's like, we worked so hard, we're so close. And Gustavo said, you're, you're, you're not so close. <laughs> and Logan says, we're almost there. And then Gustavo and Kelly shake their heads rhythmically in unison. And Carlos guesses, halfway there. And Gustavo informs them that they're almost halfway there. So guys, I wonder what the song at the end of this episode's gonna be. Oh man, I have no idea. Probably they say halfway there so many times. Mm-hmm. I think it's boyfriend. Gustavo does that thing there. <laughs> he does his hand motion a lot. He spreads his fingers and like punches upward with the back of his hand for like emphasis on a word. You know what I'm talking about? And then he says, I'm going to my office. Please do not follow me. And he starts slowly walking away and it's fine. But then he and Kelly break into a dead sprint. <laughs> and then the boys run after them. They do, in fact, follow him to his office. They're like, why would they not pick us? Griffin loves us. And Gustavo says, 
Griffin loves all the bands, and everybody thinks that Vampira is gonna get picked. Vampira. 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 Whatever. Right? It doesn't matter. Vampira. Like, hey. Between this and Varsity Vampires 2 Game On, they really tapped into that my 2000s vampire mm-hmm. hype, and I appreciate and, that. And like that one line in their song, Better yeah. Than a Twilight Love Affair. <laughs> That's also the song where he says, Party Like It's 99. <laughs> they were like 11. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we have we definitely are gonna have to have an episode where we talk about that no song. one's ever I... written a song about partying like it's 1999 before they had to corner that market <laughs> but every time they hold up the vampire cd there's a wolf howling sound effect in the background but they're vampires logan says vampire dudes with guitars we're toast <laughs> and i really like kendall's response he's like hey 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 we are not toast <laughs> I don't know why that got me a lot. <laughs> no, we're hockey players from Minnesota. No, it's girl time. <laughs> so Kendall asks them what the one thing is that they've learned since they've been in LA. <laughs> and James says, black is the new black. Logan and- says, if you drink cold milk on a hot day, you die. <laughs> Every time you leave your house, your toys come alive. Did he just watch Toy Story? <laughs> no, I like to think he's never seen or heard of Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> they just pranked him? <laughs> this is just a oh. thought that he's always had. So Kendall has to explain that, no, the one thing we've learned is that you don't wait for your dreams to happen. You have to make them happen. So I guess that is how he's planning to date Joe. I don't know. Oof. I mean, it works for him, magic luck boy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I've been thinking about this. I think that Logan's superpower is immortality. (laughs) Because he should have died so many times. Pervious to physical harm. Don't get me wrong. But he can survive anything. Yeah, he will not die. <laughs> Which is a line that he sings in the Big Time Rush song. Yeah. Which song? In the bridge in the bridge of Big Time Rush. He says, We can't die. Oh, and no. it haunts me. <laughs> Wait, 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 but he, wait, the only thing that can defeat him is if he drinks cold milk on a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> That's his only weakness. <laughs> so kendall's trying to make their dreams happen so he asks gustava how the wedding demo gets picked and gustava says that is a highly classified corporate secret that no one will tell me and it's killing me and kelly explains all they know the wedding band is picked by a top secret advisor very close to griffin and then this girl walks in chatting on her phone it's a very l woods look she's blonde and has this tiny dog in a pink purse yes but, but like well woods is a mega l woods yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's talking on the phone and she's like yeah ew i just entered this totally ugly office hang on i'm mini barfing <laughs> and then like- she <laughs> She sits in Gustavo's chair, which is <laughs> not as dramatic as Griffin bringing his own chair and lowering Gustavo's chair, but she's still learning. She's learning. Okay. Yes. And she says, I'm here to pick up a CD for big time whatever. I sat down and opened the Google Hangout call and was like, I'm here to record a podcast episode about big time whatever. <laughs> And she introduces herself as Mercedes Griffin, as in your boss's daughter. So Gustavo immediately starts groveling and is like, can I get you a latte or a yacht? (laughs) Gustavo saying latte only makes me think of when the state of Minnesota throws his latte. Yes. And I'm really upset that this doesn't seem to tie into that thematically. Also, really quick. Side note, for even though she introduces herself immediately, in my head, I thought her name was Meredith. So in my notes for most of the episode until like embarrassingly near the end, I had Meredith written in my notes. So I just needed you to know this in case I say Meredith. Yeah, she's a lot. And I have really complicated 
feelings about her hair in mm. this scene. It doesn't look like the hair of a rich person. It looks like the hair of a middle class person trying to appear rich. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you look at it from the back, it doesn't look all the way finished. It looks like she did it herself and she couldn't get to the back. And I don't believe that she should have done her own hair to be in no. character. My brain is saying that this is because Nickelodeon fucked up. Oh, for sure. But my heart is saying this is the information they have presented to us and we have to interpret it. <laughs> like we are looking into this world and this is what they have given us. <laughs> so this is what we need to fit into the puzzle. I will ruminate on this. I don't have an answer right now. So she declares Kendall her new boyfriend. Because <laughs> Carlos is like, oh, so you're the secret someone who's close to Griffin who decides the winning demos. And she says, that's right, I make the decisions. But she says a little too fast and like, yeah, it's obvious you're lying, but literally no one picks up on it. And that's mm -hmm. when she decides that Kendall's her boyfriend. So it has to be established like they think she is the one who's going to pick their demo. So they're going along with it. Absolutely. But Kendall is not because he is being dragged out physically. He's grabbing onto the door frame. He's like, I don't even know her. Help, 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 help. And he for his life. She's so yeah, strong. See, not knowing her has not stopped him from wanting to date someone before, so... Right, it's like, I want to feel worse for him, but, like, I'm yeah. still mad at him for the last episode. And James is extremely jealous because he's the prettiest and he doesn't understand why she would <laughs> pick Kendall. Since the Knights and Co. are apparently going back to Minnesota... Mini who now? <laughs> Bitters has decided to upgrade to apartment 2J because his apartment sucks. And again, we're assuming there's at least three rooms in this apartment. Yeah, he. what does he need them for? He removes the family photo of the knights <laughs> and replaces it with a photo of his own face. <laughs> and he goes to leave the apartment. He goes, have a palm woods day. And then Katie throws an orange or an orange ball, but it's funnier if it's or just a fruit. fruit. But it hits him in the back of the head. And she reminds him, we still have one day to renew, which I don't really know how real estate works. I don't know what was in the release, but none of this seems like it would work this way at all. The timing sucks, though, because the demo won't be picked until the next day. And they're also getting kicked out of their apartment at noon the next day. So they have to mm -hmm. get all of their stuff out. And then wait to see if it's picked. And then if it is, <laughs> they move back in immediately, I guess. And if it's not, they get on a plane. Mm -hmm. So that is just really unfortunate for everyone involved. Uh, so Bitters says that they can stay if Mrs. Knight gets a job at the Palmwood. Well, he says it's the only way they'll be able to afford it. How does he know their financial situation? Unless it's such an amazing discount that makes it basically free. That must be it. Because how does he know the discount would be enough? According to this episode, so the plot, as you may have guessed, goes on. She tries to get the job. I don't think she has a job yet, even though she did leave the apartment from 11 to 3 to go search for a job in Big Time Crib. I don't think she has one. Her last job was as a waitress at a hotel in Minnesota. So, I don't know, Bitters is either making some assumptions or he has their personal financial information. I mean, he probably could run credit checks and stuff. This is the second episode where Bitters is like, ha ha ha, your financial state, now you have to do my bidding, mm. as like the mm. Katie and Mrs. Knight subplot, and I'm like, hey, Bitters, can you yeah. please not? He's a disgusting, vile man. Also, I just was thinking about this, so is their home in Minnesota still there? It must <sighs> be. Because they didn't know if they are even coming back, and I'm assuming- Right, are they just paying taxes on this house and nobody's living there? Probably. Maybe they, like, rented it out to somebody. So Bitters is now hit by another orange. Because <laughs> now it's coming from the other side. It still hits him in the back of the head. And it's this woman in a business uniform. She's like, Bitters, I can't stand working for you, so I quit. And she throws her name tag onto the ground. So now there's an opening for assistant manager. Which I didn't even know there was one. And then Bitters again says, but your mom doesn't have any experience. Again, how does he know her situation? Ugh. Anyway, whatever. I mean, probably because he's been able to pull a lot of stuff over on her. He's so Which he creepy. would not be able to get away with if she had any hotel experience. Yeah, probably. He just makes me so mad. But in other episodes, I'm just enjoying him. God. It's fun when he suffers. Exactly. When he has the upper hand, it's terrible. Yeah. And then he laughs evilly <laughs> and tells them that checkout's at noon. 
And there's scary pipe organ music, and you're like, okay, thanks. Maybe the theme of this entire show is power dynamics and what power does to a person. Oh, it's too real. Yeah. Maybe. Does that explain Kendall's behavior in Big Time Break? I think so. I mean, is that just, like, male privilege? He likes being in situations where he has the upper hand, for sure. Like, you know that his mentality is, if I can show her how great I am, she's gonna dump her boyfriend and date me. And then as soon as he realizes that she doesn't have a boyfriend, he's like, I have the upper hand, I can win. And then he nags her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is very stressful, but you're correct, I think. Uh, Let's talk about Mercedes more. Speaking of power dynamics. Uh, her dog's name is Froopy. That's my favorite thing in this entire episode. Yeah, the place that she wanted her new boyfriend to take her was the Palmwoods Pool because she's heard great things about the Palmwoods Pool. She's scene. heard that it's fabtastic. <laughs> is what she's heard about the Palmwoods Pool scene. This fucking shitty pool. It's terrible. Where There's no way this is the best pool in LA. She's it was so rich. Where she has better pools in her house. Where is she hearing these rumors? You know what? She's probably staking her claim because she knows that he lives at the Palmwoods and she wants the other girls to see, this is my boyfriend now. Back off. Because she's making Kendall carry all of her stuff, including a chair and at least two pool noodles and other items I couldn't identify. A dog bed. Right, because Fruby can only sit on imported dog bedding. Yes. And she always brings her own lounge, so she never has to touch other people's butt sweat. No more questions. Which, I mean, like, mood. This is where I started yeah. getting Sharpay vibes, especially considering, yes. like, pool scene and then the word imported because of fabulous. <laughs> That's where my mind just goes. So she's walking out to the pool, and this is when Kendall collapses under the weight of the pool supplies. <laughs> and then the other guys just come out of nowhere. They're, like, hiding around the corner, and they, like, help him up and start to pep talk him. Logan calls him big guy. He's like, hey, big guy, you're doing a great job. <laughs> big time guy. <laughs> is that what Logan's dad said to him Ooh. when he was trying out for peewee hockey? That's the only way he knows our pep talk. The rest, they're like, yeah, but you gotta do this and we can stay in LA because she'll pick our demo and we're almost halfway there. And then James, he slaps the end of a pool noodle out of the way so he can pull out a <laughs> handheld mirror to compare their faces side by side, his and Kendall's. And the way he does this, he comes in from behind Kendall so he can move the mirror between their faces and look at them separately instead of like standing in front of Kendall so he could see his own reflected face behind Kendall's like real one. So, no, I did have two explanations. One, he's not very smart. Two, he wants Kendall to see how unattractive his own face is compared to James. Yes. Um, and then also, I think what you're going to say is that people's faces look different when they're reflected versus normally. So James is actually very smart in this situation with his mirror science, and he compares their faces both reflected to correct for the reflection bias. Oh, I was going to say that his mirror is just big enough for one face, and he knows the exact right distance to put it where you can see all features Mm. at their best. Also true. So Logan gives Kendall a hat, and it says, pick big time rush. (laughs) He says, here's some subliminal imagery that will help her pick our demos. (laughs) Science. (laughs) That hat has to be out there somewhere. I was going to say, I really yeah. want that hat. I don't think anyone has it, hat. but we're going to make it. I'm so excited to wear this hat. And then Carlos starts spraying, breath spraying Kendall's mouth. And, there's... and he's like, oh my god, no, I have to kiss her. Update, he's still holding all of this stuff. None of them have helped him with this situation. Mm-mm. So that sucks. And then Gustavo comes out of nowhere. <laughs> he runs out <up laughs> from behind the corner. <laughs> Does he have, like, a secret tunnel to the Palmwood? Secret tunnel. <laughs> we know there's a secret entrance in the back to of the Palmwood. We don't know that yet. I, we know it. Oh, wait. There is a secret entrance into their apartment from somewhere, but I don't think that applies in this situation. We learned this in season four. Of course. Right. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. they, they crawl out of the fireplace, which apparently is not real and is a secret tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, I love this show so much. Uh, oh, also, when Mrs. Knight says that she's not qualified and Katie says, you haven't seen your resume yet, they walk into that little hallway in the back. Uh, but we they know. don't know why. They know what's back there and we don't, and it's <laughs> killing me. 
I mean, that's the number one question I would ask anyone involved in the show, given the opportunity to speak with them. So Kelly says, we can't let you do this. And Kendall's like, finally, someone's going to save me. But he like closes his eyes and smiles in relief. <laughs> but Gustavo goes, not without the perfect mood music for your pool date with Mercedes. And he pulls out a boombox that's playing Big Time Rush by Big Time Rush. <laughs> and he sticks that handle in Kendall's mouth. <laughs> And Logan, Logan says, you got this big guy. <laughs> oh, and when James can't handle being the prettiest person in the room and he's comparing them, Carlos bops him on the back of the head like, dude, knock it off. <laughs> Concussion. And that's his only contribution to this. Because <laughs> then when they send Kendall back out to the pool, Gustavo's just yelling, you're doing it. You're doing it. He looks great. <laughs> Mercedes is having the time of her life. She's got the cucumber slices. Yes, she's having the time of her life. And Fruity also gets cucumber slices. Fanmi makes dolphin noises, so I feel like I'm in Cabo. <laughs> so Kendall just spreads his arms out and mouths what silently up into the sky. <laughs> and the rest are hiding in one of those cabanas. And then <laughs> Logan makes a dolphin noise. Because <laughs> he's really good at voices. Oh, man. Kendall does take a palm to fan her with. And what Mercedes says next is, Isn't it great being in love, new boyfriend? You love me too, right? (laughs) So that sucks. James and Gustav are like nodding emphatically from behind him. And Kendall's frozen in shock. It's only like two real-time seconds. But then Mercedes sits up, takes out the cucumber. She's like, you hesitated. And then she says, maybe I'll hesitate to choose your demo as the winner. And then everyone else just runs out of the cabana to be like, no, you And she looks so confused. Uh, Like she didn't (laughs) expect this to happen. (laughs) They said Griffin also loves all the other bands that have demos. Does he go visit? I'm assuming it has to be different recording studios because they don't see them. I don't know how many recording studios that company owns. Anyway, does he just... Probably a lot. Does he go visit all of those recording studios, too, and, like, fuck with all of their photo shoots? I hope so. (laughs) Or is he only Big Time Rush? (laughs) Does Vampire have to deal with Griffin, like, taking off his pants in their office? (laughs) I think he might just really enjoy messing with Gustavo. Because mm-hmm. he gets a huge reaction out of Gustavo. Yeah, and then other record producers are probably just like, oh, hey, Griffin. Yep. Yeah, we'll take your All space right. matador picture. <laughs> Here are your warm pants. Have a good day. <laughs> Kendall hesitated, and everyone's now in plain sight. So Mercedes dumps him for Carlos. Because Well, because Carlos says, well, of course he loves you, because you're so pretty. And No, he doesn't say that. He says... With your hair and your hands and that rat dog thing. (laughs) And Mercedes responds, it's like you really know me. I'm breaking up with you, Kendall. That's it, yep. And then we get horror movie strings as she's like, now you're my boyfriend, Carlos. And then she makes him carry her out of the pool. And he's like, terrified? He is very visibly upset. And Carlos is on the verge of tears as he's carrying her out. Like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. This whole episode, like, I complained a lot about Kendall and Joe. This is some really <laughs> scary relationship dynamics. Yeah. Because you know she's clearly done this before. Yeah, right. the narrative it, doesn't want you to think this is a good relationship, though. That's right. Why, and yeah. that helps a lot. And it also helps that they're also all constantly being followed around by a crowd of, like, five other people <laughs> who are making yes. dolphin noises. <laughs> but yeah, Kendall and Kendall. Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we got Kindle, Candle. <laughs> Kendall not. Are we ever gonna get to Kindle? I, I don't think we're like. But that's why. That one yet. That's why Kendall and Joe are so much more insidious. Let's talk about yeah. job application. Absolutely. Yes. So they try to apply, and Bitters doesn't even look at the application that Katie hands over. He's like, she's not qualified. <laughs> and Katie tries to list some of the things that are on there. <laughs> she was the manager of a five-star hotel in Minnesota for 10 years, speaks seven languages, and can go a week without water, is what Katie had put on her mother's resume for this assistant hotel manager job. And it has to be approved by a regional manager, so... And then in walks regional manager Taylor. Hey! He's just doing his best... David Spade is what I wrote that he's doing. 
His actor is named James Arnold Taylor, so they just didn't Ooh. even bother <laughs> giving That's this amazing. character a unique name. That was James Taylor? No, James... <gasps> no, 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 no. No, there's a voice actor named James Arnold Taylor specifically, so he is not confused with the other James Taylor. Wait, what has he done? A lot of stuff. He's got one of those, like, endless IMDb pages. Nice, I'm gonna look through it later. I do need you guys and our listeners to know, I do know what James Taylor looks like, and I know that was not him. So regional manager Taylor picks up the resume and looks at it and just goes, Harvard, nice. You got the job. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't want, like, he's trying to, like, not hire her. Regional manager Taylor goes, she was an ambassador to Japan. And we get a gong noise when he says Japan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bitters does have, like, a little evil speech. Now, she won't last a day in this job, and that apartment will be all mine, evil laugh. Um, and then the organ music. And then he gets hit at the back of the head with another orange. Yeah. But it's, it's from the opposite direction that Katie went, so we don't know who threw it. Because he yells, who threw that? And we don't know who did it. It was me. But my theory is that it's regional manager Taylor, because he did walk off in that direction. Ooh. I wonder if one of Katie's get-rich schemes was she found like a wholesale box of those little balls and she sold them to people around the palm woods as bitters. Bitters were fallen. <laughs> Isn't there an episode where Gustavo gives them all $20,000 and Kendall spends it all on oranges? Yes. <laughs> okay, <What>? cool. <laughs> Me. Me too. We flash to 2J where I guess Mercedes told Carlos to bring her to his home or something because she's well, she wanted in their cookies. apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he's making her cookies. Right. And he's Carlos is wearing an apron and a chef hat that both say pick big time rush on them. <laughs> and then she's demanding her fresh baked cookies. And he says, coming right up, Pookie. And he opens the oven Oof. and grabs the cookie tray with his bare hands and just like screams. And- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I'm so glad that you were also. If you want to see it happen to a real life man, just watch Kane's Kitchen. That's just how he cooks. Yeah, good he TV doesn't use potholders because he's too manly. <laughs> so when he grabs the tray with no oven mitts, he screams really loudly, understandably. And then Mercedes covers Rupee's ears <laughs> from the noise. <laughs> he brings the cookies over to her and she takes a bite and she says, oh, these are disgusting. And he says, I'm not my grandma, I'm a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> she says, well, that explains why they taste like hockey pucks. She calls them big time crud. Which is not as good as big time whatever. But she peaked there. She can't really. Like, yeah. that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So Carlos, he runs to hide in the bathroom from the onslaught of cookies. And everybody else is standing in the shower. And so they, like, pull back the curtain. And Kendall is kind of in the back. He goes, this looks weird, right? You cut out for a second. Did you talk about how Logan's, like, defensively holding a toothbrush out in front of him? No! I did miss that part. (laughs) And so you're yelling at him to get back in there. And he goes, I can't go back. She hurts me. (laughs) Which is really a valid reason, and that's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then Logan does say in the line, we're close to near to almost being halfway there. Middle school Maggie thought that was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I won't dunk on it now, because I was about to say that I think it sucks. It's it does no it sucks. Middle school Maggie was had some opinions, huh? <laughs> but this is where Mercedes yells, "Are you talking behind my back with shower people?" Best line. So, I forgot that line. I have been thinking about it for the last forty eight hours. And then she does the thing where she kicks the door open and knocks it off its hinges and it falls inward on top of Carlos and they're all screaming because that's Her power is super strength. Yeah. And she's like, you lied to me because all the shower people are there. So (laughs) Carlos was indeed talking to shower people. He's caught. (laughs) Big time shower people. Wait, so... Was middle school Maggie not enamored with that great line? She wasn't. She didn't give a shit about that, I guess. (laughs) It's because because it wasn't specifically about Logan, I guess. That that was probably it. Oh, okay. I mean, it was about Logan. Yeah, he's a shower people. 
<laughs> right? But but right before that, he had said, we're close to near to almost being halfway there, which... Was so you just never listened to Shower People? <laughs> yeah. You probably never even knew that line happened. <laughs> so Mercedes has to pick her new boyfriend because she has to break up with Carlos because of all of the deceit. And she does the thing. She's moving her pointer finger she back She can't and forth, handle like, lies. <laughs> she's considering all the boys and james is like moving back and forth to try to stay in the path of her finger so she would pick him and again the trope of james being the only one who wants to be picked and nobody wants to pick him because he wants it too much and it's obvious and then she points at logan i know i didn't mean to make that sad i'm so sorry (laughs) but like it is we talked before about how he is a very tragic character (laughs) yeah so this is definitely part of it so when she picks Logan, James flips out again. He's like, do you not see this, huh? And he does, like, the, the face, and he's growing, like, hysterical <laughs> as it's happening. And, and she then, just drags him out. She's like, let's go, new boyfriend. We're going to dye your hair to match my bag. And Logan's Which is terrified. Green. He's like, no! Who does that? <laughs> it's a green bag. That sounds fun, but Logan's not into it. And Gustavo asks Logan, so, you going to do the right thing? And Kendall says, No. I am. Hold my loofah and hands it to Logan. (laughs) (laughs) And Mercedes is like, hey, you're my old boyfriend. Where's my new boyfriend? And Kendall (laughs) informs her that he's dumping you. He does that like double finger point towards the ground for emphasis. He's dumping you. He explains it's because she's spoiled, pushy, mean, and he and me and we would all rather go back to Minnesota than spend one more second pretending to be your boyfriend. And man, it felt good to say that. I really like that he and me and we would all rather go back to Minnesota. <laughs> Gustavo would not rather go back to Minnesota. I know it's for the rhyme, but me would all rather go back to Minnesota. <laughs> so she informs them that big time rush is big time done. And she throws the demo on the ground and stomps on it. And then they all kind of gather around as she walks away, and Kendall realizes he kind of went overboard. And then Kelly pulls the boombox up from behind them, and they hit play. And it goes, uh, 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 oh. Is this our first meta one? Yeah. Yeah. Gustavo's fine. <laughs> no, he's not. And Gustavo, he's like, Kelly's right. I'm very, very proud of you guys. Ah! <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Scooters! No, I'm not. (laughs) But this is another, I like this Gustavo episode, because again, he's just, they're 100% just on the same page the entire time. And that hasn't, we haven't gotten that in the first few episodes, at least. I think it becomes much more common, but I did miss it. Um, so the door opens again to the apartment, and Mercedes there. So they're all screaming for... That's understandable. <laughs> and she goes, I just wanted to come back to say I'm sorry. And James is like, yeah, you should be sorry. How could you pick them over me? And she goes, I never date anyone prettier than me. <laughs> like, it's obvious. She's like, I never date anyone prettier than me. And James just turns around, I'm better now. <laughs> And then she gets, like, really humble all of a sudden. Like, I don't know. I, Kendall yelling at her really turned things around. I guess that worked. Um, she's never been yelled at before. Yeah. She admits she's a rich, spoiled bully who dresses hot and thinks their songs are great. And Carlos is like, oh, so you're going to pick Big Time Rush. And they're all so excited. They're like, yeah, we're halfway there. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't choose the winning band. <laughs> and it turns out. Yeah, Griffin just asked her to pick up the demos because it was on her way. Instead of on her way home, I'm guessing, or on her way somewhere, she's just been at the Palmwoods all day. Mm-hmm. And she explains she let them believe that she chose the winning band because they're cute. And, and she starts sobbing. She's like, and I love manipulating people. <laughs> and then Kendall, like, puts his arm around her like, they're there. Um, <laughs> do you have a security card to your dad's? office (laughs) she has to explain the whole process for how the demos actually get picked and we like see it as she's explaining it so the first step daddy okay i know it's actually (laughs) her dad (laughs) but saying it felt bad yeah (sighs) and it's not the first time griffin's been referred to as daddy mostly it's usually by himself first Mm -hmm. griffin looks at the demos to make sure the covers are shiny 
And then from there, the guy with the white gloves, which is Abdul, takes them to an unmarked door at the end of a corridor. Abdul again. Back at it again with the white gloves. (laughs) No. There's a handprint scanner next to the door, so (laughs) (laughs) he puts his his gloved hands on the handprint scanner and it goes white gloves confirmed (laughs) (laughs) and then the demos are brought in to his right hand man and the chair turns around to reveal Lolo Lolo, the the million dollar hit producing super chimp and then they're like a monkey picks the demos (laughs) and she's like no a chimp (laughs) She says it the same way that Gustavo explains to Logan that it's not girl time. If you have a sinus infection, it's still girl time. No, because when he says that, he's Gustavo's like about to cry. He's like really upset. Yeah. Mercedes just like, no, you're fucking dumb. It's a chimp. <laughs> so they start formulating a plan. Well, first, okay, they find out if the monkey. Oh, sorry, chimp. Excuse me. <laughs> if Lolo makes a <laughs> fart noise, if he claps, you're oh. in. If he makes a fart noise, you're out. And sometimes Mercedes thinks Daddy loves Lolo more than her. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and then that's when Kendall asks about the the card, the security card, to her dad's office. Kelly is like already done. She's like, oh please, what are you gonna do? Chimp nap Lolo and train him to love Big Time Rush. And then smash cut then to rock records. <laughs> Kelly's like, I was kidding. So the scene I created like, with Logan is Logan is dressed like a chic, right? Yes. Carlos and Kendall and Gustavo are in all black. James is dressed like a police officer. Kendall has binoculars. That's all the information we get. Right, and we also get the information that the plan worked perfectly. We do. So then they're all really excited and. Kendall looks through the binoculars and he's just like having a great time looking at the ceiling through the binoculars. <laughs> They're indoors. And so they have Lolo set up at a table. Well, well okay, and... we have a brief interlude to show Mrs. Knight having a terrible oh, yes. time yes. at her job. This is where Bitters <laughs> is, tells the Bob to go cut down a tree on the North Hill. So then Mrs. Knight has to do the toilet jobs and other terrible jobs. He's such a vile man. Buddha yeah. Bob says, what tree? And Bitters is like, pick one. <laughs> well, Buddha Bob loves his chainsaw. And Bitters does explain, again, going to the, the power theme. He's like, you think you've won by keeping a job, but you haven't, because you'll be doing all of my work for me. And if you quit, I get your apartment, so I can't lose. And then he does the evil laugh again. Katie's like, oh, great. I... Did the moral support, bye. But Mrs. Knight's like, excuse me, you are the one who wrote my stupid resume. You are going to unclog some toilets. So mm-hmm. that might be child labor, but I think Katie deserves it. Oh, for it. sure. Yeah. I don't think it's she's... More like, it's more like learning consequences of actions. Yeah. I think that's fair. Don't play around with people. Don't make people your playthings for your entertainment. So now they're back at Rock Records. <laughs> and Logan's wearing a lab coat. <laughs> and he explains one. that Pavlov proved that you can train animals to um, associate good feelings with he says certain stimuli such as sights, smells, and big time rush demos <laughs> um, but they they do it backwards so they like yeah. yes. <laughs> they give him a banana and then they play big time rush and then they give him more bananas and more big time rush and then more bananas and more yes. big time rush. So he's associating bananas mean there's going to be more big time rush. And it's also not more big time rush. It's just a different song on their different demo. Big time rush song. So yeah. this, this gym's going to be like, oh, so big time rush, the song sucks, but any kind of guy's a little better. And oh, famous is the only good song in the album because that's where I got all of the bananas. But except famous is the one where he freaks out and starts flinging the bananas. Ooh, right, because true. what they conditioned what they conditioned him to is that bananas mean he hears Big Time Rush, and he clearly hates Big Time Rush. <laughs> no, I just so they just conditioned him to hate bananas. <laughs> I wrote in all caps: Lolo hates famous. I do not relate. <laughs> so yeah, he so, start. They've given him like 
maybe seven bunches of bananas now, and he's just flinging them. Yeah, it looks painful. And like, I I do want to circle this back around to Logan. Only thinks he's the smart one because <laughs> yeah. he he knows that he has heard of Pavlov, and he kind of gets the idea, but he does implement it backwards and in a very flawed way. I'm honestly kind of surprised he hasn't, or none of them have done a prank so far, like that one from The Office where Jim does the Pavlov thing on Dwight. Wait, 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 what if they condition James to wake up whenever they yell free hair gel? What if that was a really long experiment and it lasted months? So they would like yell free hair gel and then they'd like push James off his bed. <laughs> and they did this like every night for a month. <laughs> I don't think you know how Pavlovian conditioning works. <laughs> I'm not the smart one, okay? <laughs> okay. The thing is, I know there is more to this pool prank, but I don't know how to get there. I don't think that there is. It's going to take the entire run of this podcast to figure that out. Anyway. <laughs> The banana thing didn't work. Now it just now Lolo just hates famous. <laughs> I don't get it. I love famous so much, you guys. Maybe Lolo's just mad because Lolo knows how the Pavlov thing works and Logan yeah. doesn't. Oh wait, Logan, Lolo, is there a connection? <gasps> so no, I can't oh. do this. Uh, 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 uh. At least no one ever calls him like Lolo. It's always Logie Bear. Yeah. Is that a thing that happens in the show? I'm That's not good sense. I don't either. know if it's in the show, but I know that I saw an interview. <laughs> Wait, yeah, is it we're James like... who made fun of Logan for because his mom called him yeah, Logan no, like, question... in real life? The qu- yeah, no, the question was, do you guys have any like nicknames? And James goes, I don't know, do you Logie Bear? Okay, no, but and I can hear Logan's it. Like, I can hear it in Kendall's voice. Little Logie. That might be what you're thinking. Okay, I was thinking of Little Logie. Is that worse? I think that's little Loki is a lot worse than... Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's stop talking about little Loki. Let's talk about... <laughs> I, I guess more toilet emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, toilet I mean, emergencies still there. this one. I don't know if there's a toilet emergency. She just has to go kick out this giant man from his apartment. The He's angry in giant in his lease. In mm-hmm. 3K. Or she tries to knock the door. She's like, hi, I am the assistant manager here, and you are in violation of release, so I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And he just laughs in her face and slams the door. It's like this big, like, buff dude in a biker jacket. And they see Buddha Bob dragging a tree down the hall. He <laughs> <laughs> got the tree. So he got he that tree <laughs> the North Hill and brought it into the building. <laughs> well, better didn't tell him what to do with the tree. He just had to cut it down. But he brought it into the building and up to the third floor. <laughs> also, there. <laughs> anyway, so, Ms. Mrs. Knight um, asks Buddha Bob and his scary axe to take care of the angry giant. Oh, he had an axe for the tree, huh? It was a chainsaw. No, he has chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the scary chainsaw. He guy. revved it. Well, she has. She whispers it in his ear, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." So we don't know what she said to him, but he does run into the apartment with his <laughs> chainsaw on, and he's screaming maniacally. And, and the guy he, has packed his bags. There. The guy takes time to pack his bags before running out <laughs> in fear. Uh, so Bitter sees that guy running out of the out of the palm woods, and he gets very upset, and he yells. Darn it, like really loud. <laughs> so now now they're sitting around rock records being sad. But now they have banana peels stuck to them. Gustavo is like casually extolling the virtues of scooters. <laughs> <laughs> and then he screams. It doesn't feel like a choice he's you know, making, the scooters, like he's just compelled. A solution for today's high gas prices, pollution, and offer seniors increased mobility and Ah! <laughs> and then but the Kendall's speech music starts playing so you know what's about to happen 
goes, you know, we are not giving up. We're almost halfway there. And another thing I've learned since coming to LA is that together we can do anything. And that, but then Griffin walks in and he says, look who I found hitchhiking on the Hollywood freeway. (laughs) And Kendall says, yeah, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Lolo is so accomplished. She can hitchhike. Big time uh, rush is canceled. Uh, 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 thank uh. you. Thank you for joining us on this uh, adventure <laughs> through Big Time Rush. We did it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Because Mercedes steps up. We're not we're not halfway there. We ourselves. Mercedes steps up and says, Hey, it was my fault. I did bad things. And it's all my fault. And Griffin goes, Is this true? Because she lies. A lot. <laughs> and then Gustavo, like, they could have definitely been like, yeah, that's all true. But Gustavo does, like, a good person thing and says that it's all mm-hmm. of their faults. And, well, they'll explain. They want to stay there and everything. Yeah. And then Kelly, with the mouthful of banana, just goes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, then, do you have, do you want to say Griffin's line? Those are a lot of sentences containing words containing letters. <laughs> but Lolo still picks the hits. I, and so I hate Griffin. Says, what do you say, Lolo? And this, that that is the line that made me look up, like, what is he like in his other <laughs> acting roles? And the answer is the same. <laughs> except one time he had a southern accent, and one time he had, like, a joysy accent, and he was yelling about rednecks. <laughs> I also found his reel that he, like, uh, supposedly is what he sends out to people, and it includes the clip from when he was on Community, <laughs> and he was a professor oh, of Baby Talk 101. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um, Quas. Are you ready to work? <laughs> hate, 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 hate. And this is in his reel with all his, like, general hospital and CSI. <laughs> <sighs> He's got the range. Yeah. But Big Time Rush is not. For real. Uh, oh, yeah. Wild. wild. Uh, so Mercedes says, Lolo's wrong. Vampire does not win. We didn't hear about any of these other bands. I guess they all sucked. Whatever. <laughs> I'm really disappointed we didn't get to hear any vampire music. I know. But she explains, the vampire fad has maybe one or two years left, max. These guys' songs have infectious melodies, classic pop hooks, and Big Time Rush will crush the 6 to 16-year-old demographic, which is your core music-buying base. All right. Well, Griffin's very impressed by Mercedes' um, acuity. And he he moves Lolo to head of missile defense (laughs) and Lolo (laughs) facepalms. And then it's kind of cute because he promotes Mercedes it- too, and he says we get to spend more time together. Is the overall arc of this show, um, Big Time Rush, destroying this company? Yes. Really? No. I don't know. It should. I think it should be. They do blackmail With- Griffin at one point. Nice. He talks about his nukes so much. <sighs> I just. I wish that there were fewer nukes in this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of bad. We didn't even get into how terrible they are to the environment. Holy crap. Ugh. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Griffin asks if there's anything else he can do for his little princess. And Mercedes says, well, I never really got the chance to date Logan. So Griffin informs Logan that he's Mercedes' <laughs> new boyfriend. <laughs> Which and he's, he's not happy about that. He's not happy about that. But luckily, we know that Camille can take yeah, her. Yeah, Camille can. We we get see him this out of happen that. in the next calendar episode. <gasps> I'm excited. Oh, really? Isn't it? Big time party is next, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on my list. I'm excited. Anyway, um, Griffin says they should get to work, and Gustavo's like, "I've already got a song. Move out." Um, and they start singing halfway there. So apparently they they learned it and he put together the track and they were able to record it just in one sitting. Unless, 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 uh, <laughs> unless. unless he already had the song written and they had like learned it. 
And that's why they kept saying halfway there. So it was like oh, a meme. I thought that the implication was that he was inspired. I think <laughs> that is what the implication is, but it's harder to conceptualize that. Yeah. So then they record it, and everybody's rocking out in the booth. For a long time, I didn't know the exact lyrics at the beginning of Kendall's verse. He says, when the chips are down, back against the wall. But I was in middle school and didn't know anything about gambling. And also, there is a chimp heavily featured in the episode. So I thought there's a bunch of chimps being cornered against a wall. I love middle school Maggie so much. I like... That we see Kendall's first beanie. Well, it's a terrible beanie, but it's it so starts- bad because they it, they just remove his bangs, which yeah, and they just shove it up in the beanie. And we've never seen that much of his forehead before. <laughs> no, he looks like a cold Lyoko character. <laughs> um, I like James's scarf though. That's fun. They're, yeah, they're James's scarf is good. So it does show new clips of them like dancing in the studio and performing. To halfway Kendall there. can't dance. Not, no. <laughs> it's horrible. So when that um, in sync bye 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 gifts that was circulating um, in response to recent events, like they were, their dancing is so on point, and that's what really made me realize how terrible Big Time Rush is at synchronized dancing. <laughs> yes, especially early on like this. Right. No, they're horrible at it. That's why they. That's why they do so many like wave moves so that you can't tell that they're not in sync. <laughs> nice. I I've thought about this so much. <laughs> so it uses these clips, but it also then most of it is older montage of clips from other episodes. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It goes through like every single episode and picks the. Sometimes they make sense, like when it shows them voguing in the limo. That's great. Mm-hmm. But and there's like one bit that's just like back to back clips of them screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I liked that. Shows them fucking around instead of dancing for Mr. X. (laughs) The first time they drank from a real coconut. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It shows them getting smoothies thrown at them. Yeah, that was vital. It was very important. I feel like that little montage definitely was a pretty good summation of the show. Well, we get Bandana Man. We see him in the bad boy get up. But then we also get the reaction shot of Mrs. Knight being shocked at the comment Logan. Logan made about wanting to be a girl in the previous episode <laughs> <laughs> with the plates crashing everywhere. Like, there's better Mrs. K shots. I know. There's better Logan shots, for sure. Yeah. Um, the dance moves, like you said, they're pretty incomprehensible, as always. But at the beginning of his pre-chorus, um, Logan pops up from the bottom of the screen and checks his wrist where there's no watch and then the video just immediately cuts to Chris the Mask with these masters ripping his shirt open and screaming at them <laughs> and then when they say then we turn around in the lyrics Logan does in fact spin around and I appreciate him for that and it ends with Logan doing the weakest flip I've ever seen him do <laughs> oh yeah the one where he just it's like a lateral <laughs> yeah and he just kind of swings his legs out oh my god yeah like Logan, you're so good at backflips. Why did you do this one? It kills me. I can't. Also, this is a surprisingly long because usually when they do these songs at the end of episodes, they'll do like the first verse. Sometimes they'll like cut out the bridge or half of it or whatever, and then they'll do a chorus, and then they'll like end it. This was the full first verse chorus, full second verse chorus. Don't remember if the bridge is there. It might not be, but like that's the two full verses is kind of wild. I don't think yeah. the bridge was there. They had a lot of montage clips, I guess they really couldn't live without showing again. <laughs> so guess what? They're not moving out because <gasps> Kelly has checks. She has a checkbook. And then it's her superpower. Mrs. Knight just immediately quits her job as assistant manager. And informs Bitters that she gave Buddha Bob the day off. Hell yeah. And hands him the plunger. And tells him 3B. And it's bad. It's what he deserves. It is. Instant karma. Mrs. K says, well, I guess we're not going home. And Kendall responds, actually, Mom, I think we are home. Mr. Fucking remember your roots, remember where you came from. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. fuck you, dude. You've been here three months. You lived in Minnesota your whole life. (laughs) 
I hate this kid. The rest of the boys, their families are still in Minnesota. He's the only one whose family is here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then it ends because Katie says, oh, race you to the pool. And they all the boys, they run out to the pool. And like the shot, you can see them between Kelly and Mrs. Knight. And I just really hope that they hang out sometimes because I think that they need that time together. They need to vent about all of the boys, including Gustavo. Yes. No, they, I think they are the only reason that the other one is sane. (laughs) Oh, I love that actually because Mrs. Knight doesn't really have other friends. Right. Anyway, that was it. We did it. (laughs) Join us next time for I think it's Big Time Party. And if it's not, it's coming up. I just like Big Time Party. We have to go. Our pants are cold. Our pants are cold. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Good girl.